Okay. Boji, you ready? We are ready, Mayor. Okay. Coach, you ready? Sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to the December 7th, 2021 City Commission meeting. I was happy to use the gavel for the first time in six months. So I might use it a couple times just in case. Um, but I know many of you are here for the main event, um, which is to um, elect our new mayor and vice mayor and get a new couple new commissioners in. But we have some um, business to do before we get there. So the first item on the agenda is to approve the agenda. The City Commission reserves the right to amend, supplement, or reorder the agenda during the meeting. Do I have a motion? Move, move to, to approve the agenda. Second. There's a motion and a second. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes 5 to 0. Next, we have a proclamation, which is to proclaim December 7th, 2021 as Warm Hearts of Douglas County Day. And I think Ernesto Hardison is here to say a few words before I read the proclamation. Come on up, Ernesto. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, uh, Commissioner, City Manager. My name is Ernesto Hodison, and I am a member of Warm Hearts of uh, Douglas County. Um, I'm a 20 plus member of the organization, and so I've been around for a little while. Uh, I and Warm Hearts, uh, I and the Warm Hearts of Douglas County Board would like to thank the uh, city for this recognition of our 40 years of service to our community. For each of us on the board who have served, it has been a service of care and concern for our fellow neighbors to stay safe and warm during cold season. We are extremely grateful to several groups that I'll quickly go through, but we're extremely grateful to the generous donors of Lawrence and Douglas County who have graciously given to help meet the mission, which is simple, to keep people safe and warm during the cold weather. And they have struggled sometimes to pay heating fuel bills in the winter. They include families, the elderly, people with disabilities, and people facing a rough stretch due to job loss, medical bills, or other unavoidable expenses. We want to also thank our intake partners who are on the front lines and know the need that we serve. That includes the Salvation Army of Douglas County, the Ballard Community Center, ECAN, the Senior Resource Center and the Catholic Charities of Northeast Kansas. They have provided great service to get those in need matched with our service. And finally, I wanna thank the city of Lawrence for many years of assistance through grants to help warm hearts meet campaign and operating expenses. We have no paid staff. We're all a volunteer board and we carry out all of the tasks of Warm Hearts. And the grant has helped us to be able to use 100% of what we raise to be able to meet the mission of Warm Hearts. And so again, thank you for the proclamation. Uh, We're looking for a lot of years ahead to be able to meet the needs of our neighbors in this community. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ernesto. Go ahead and read the proclamation. Whereas Warm Hearts of Douglas County, Inc. will celebrate 40 years of providing financial assistance for residents who cannot afford winter heating bills. And whereas many households continue to face energy insecurity, which means they struggle to pay energy bills or keep their homes at a comfortable temperature. And whereas the cost of energy for winter heating is projected to increase significantly, creating additional stress on those struggling financially. 
and whereas the residents of Lawrence in Douglas County continue to benefit from the work of the Warm Hearts of Douglas County, and whereas Warm Hearts works to prevent service interruptions that can negatively impact health and well-being. Now, therefore, I, Brad Finkeldy, Mayor of the City of Lawrence, to hereby proclaim December 7th, 2021, as Warm Hearts of Douglas County Day. And in who need assistance not only on Warm Hearts of Douglas County Day, but throughout the coming year, and give full support to the organization which continues to aid Lawrence households unable to afford winter heating bills. And I, and I would just say, as um, I'm happy to have this proclamation, it's my last day at being mayor. You know, I had um, was with Ballard for a long time, and we worked with Ernesto and Warm Hearts for for a very long time, and obviously they still do. And this is a great program, so thank you for all your work on that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now that brings us to the consent agenda. All matters listed below on the consent agenda are considered under one motion and will be enacted by one motion. There'll be no separate discussion on those items. If discussion is desired, that item will be removed from the consent agenda and will be considered separately. Members of the public wishing to speak to an item that has been pulled off the consent agenda will be limited to three minutes for comments. First of all, do any of the city commissioners wish to pull an item off the consent agenda? Seeing none, does anyone here in person which wish to pull an item off the consent agenda? Seeing none, does any person online wish to pull an item off the consent agenda? Marcy, Francisco, which item would you like to pull? I would like to pull two items, um, C6A, which is for Ordinance 76, long-term rental, and then also C6I, which I believe is for the Ordinance on Solid Waste, Nine eight nine three. Okay. Any other person wish to pull an item off the consent agenda? Seeing none, I'd look for a motion on the consent agenda minus those two items. Move to approve the agenda accepting items C6A and C6I. So a second? Second. There's a motion and a second. All those in favor of approving the consent agenda, absent C6A and C6I, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes five to zero. Um, Marcy, you, the first one you pulled was C6A. Go ahead, you have three minutes. I will try to be brief. Um, thank you. Um, I did a comment about the definition of a dwelling unit and I had a chance to talk with staff about that. Um, where it calls for a unit only having one kitchen. Um, turns out I could call and ask um, for an inspection and have an oven removed from uh, one of my neighbor's um, houses so that they would only have one instead of two kitchens. But since this is not a health or safety issue, I don't think that's appropriate. Rather, I think we should allow for flexibility and just consider charging more for sanitation if there's more than one kitchen. Um, I also want to reiterate that if someone is renting a property, they should be responsible for having trash 
service at their property. At this time, that is not required by either this ordinance or the solid waste code for properties served by a trash dumpster. Those are my comments. Thank you, Marcy. Um, email the commission have questions for Marcy? Yeah, Marcy, could you repeat part of I broke up a few places uh, regarding the solid waste or the trash service? I am saying that if you rent a property, you should be responsible for having um, trash service for that property. That is not required either in this um, rental ordinance or by our sanitation code. So, um. Marcy, Someone can just rent a property and not provide trash service. They pay for it, but they don't have to provide it. Hey, Marcy, you, you continue to break up a little bit. Maybe if you turn your video off, we might be able to um, catch that a little better. Um, assuming we can still hear her with the video off. I think My what you're saying. Apologies. <laughs> Okay. My apologies. Um, I didn't realize this was, um, you were all going to be there in person, so I should have come down. <laughs> but um, you're not require, required to have a um, place on your property for trash service if you live in an area that served by trash dumpsters. So you can have rental property and you can say someone else has to provide the area for that service. So I did I have said you may not want to do this through the rental code, but you should either do it through this rental registration and licensing code or for the sanitation code, but it is not required at this point by either. Thank you. Any other questions from commissioners? <laughs> this is a public hearing item. If any member of the public would like to speak on this item, um, if you're here or present, you can come forward and have three minutes. Seeing none, if any member of the public on Zoom would like to speak on this item, please raise your hand using the raise your hand feature and Sherry will call upon you. There's no public comment here. Seeing none, I bring it back to the commission. Questions, comments, motions? Do, do we have anyone from sanitation or MSO who can say whether they think um, the doing it through sanitation would be more appropriate? Good evening. This is Kathy Richardson, solid waste manager. So um, Marcy is correct. Um, all that all properties that have um, their water service are paying for sanitation as well. Um, you can't have water service and opt out of paying for sanitation. Uh, most houses have 
single family dwellings have a cart at their home. And that's something that they may roll into their uh, garage and then roll out for service, either curbside or at the alley, depending on where their uh, level of service is. And there are a few unique areas uh, where there are a lot of houses, um, many of them uh, rentals uh, like the Oriad or around the university where um, there's a lot of congestion there. And instead of individual carts uh, for each one of these um, homes or multiple carts per home, uh, there are some shared uh, dumpsters. And so um, in the Oriad specifically, um, you know, several many years ago, uh, the the city and the uh, neighborhood association and, and some of those um, uh, owners of those homes at the time had arranged for specific uh, spots um, where there were, you know, three locations uh, from each block throughout the uh, alley where some dumpsters were placed for shared service. So those tenants will walk uh, their trash over to these uh, dumpsters that are in the alley. Um, so that's kind of a very unique uh, situation. Uh, we um, also have rentals. Um, there's a lot of rentals up above the businesses in the downtown uh, area. And those uh, tenants up there are using the dumpsters that are in the alley uh, for uh, those, you know, it's commercial and um, those residents can place their, their trash there um, for, for service. Thank you. I guess my thought is definitely, if we're going to consider this, you'd be in the sanitation code, not in the you know the, the residential um, inspection code. And so I think we could certainly uh, pass this tonight. And then if we were to consider that for some future point, you'd be through the sanitary code would be my thought. Yeah, it does seem appropriate. That's where it would be at. And, um, and there should be further discussion and consideration. Have staff take a look at it see whether it's feasible. I'll make a motion if we're ready. Okay. Move to adopt on second and final reading ordinance number 9876. Second. second. <laughs> Moved and seconded. Um, all those in favor, please say aye. 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 Passes five to zero. Um, next, we had pulled off the consent agenda um, C6I. Marcy um, also pulled that one. So go ahead and tell us you have three minutes. Thank you again. I've turned off my videos. So hopefully um, you will be able to hear me about this. Um, I did send a letter um, on this issue um, because I do not think it's appropriate for single family residences um, in an area served by trash dumpsters to be charged more for the same trash service. Um, I understand that um, this sanitation division or solid waste division believes that multifamily um, individuals or individuals in multifamily units may have less trash, but I think um, the landlords also use these dumpsters. I mentioned um, uh, some things in, in the letter, but I also talked want to say that those students may move more often. And we know that moving causes a lot of trash. So um, a couple of things I would 
ask that you consider charges um, for single family dwellings in these areas as they relate to congregate living. Perhaps we should charge more for congregate living. Um, and then the other thing is I'm asking if uh, there's a question about billing for um, single family. Most single family residences are allowed to ask for a smaller trash cart if they have less trash. That's not possible in this area. And yet the wording that you're using, um, which says the owner or occupant of a single dwelling or the owner of a multiple dwelling not served by a trash dumpster may obtain alternative service. So I'd like you to ask your attorney to comment on that. I think that would give owners of single dwellings um, the opportunity to ask for that lower fee. Perhaps they should be able to have a lower fee. Um, I know that we don't want mixed service in the alleys. So, Thank you, Mousy. Um, bring it to the commission for questions. Mousy or staff before we open it to public comment. Okay, seeing no questions at the moment, this is a public hearing item. If any member of the public who is present would like to speak on this item, please come forward. You have three minutes. This is probably not why you came tonight, so I don't see that. Um, if any person on on Zoom would like to speak on this item, please raise your hand using the raise your hand feature and Sherry will call upon you. There's no public comment on this item. Thank you, Sherry. I'll bring it back to the commission for questions, comments, consideration. I guess this would be another good one for maybe Kathy to respond to. Um, Mayor, um, since we're all here already talking about trash, um, uh, it came to my, my attention and maybe some other commissioners' attention this week that uh, for a member of the public that if you are not using the trash service, as you spoke about in the last item, um, you still have to pay for it. So uh, in, in this particular instance, you had a rental unit and it might be empty six months. You couldn't, for example, pause the rental for six months knowing that there weren't gonna be people there. Um, you don't have to tell me about it now, Kathy, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. And if you um, do some reconsideration, I hope you'll educate us a little bit about why that's not possible. Kathy, you can go ahead. Good evening. My name is Kathy Richardson. I'm the solid waste manager uh, for the Municipal Services and Operations Department. And um, in regards to um, the comments um, and questions that Marcy had uh, on, on in the ordinance, um, the way that it's written and was reviewed by our legal team, um, the two sections of uh, asking for alternate service, it's, it's not about um, lowering your price or, or making it higher. It's about an alternate service. So if you currently have a 65 gallon cart, so that's for single dwelling units and, multi and multiple dwelling units that are not serviced by trash dumpsters. So that means that that house or that multi multiple dwelling unit has a cart. 
Um, so they are calling the customer service line to say, I don't want a 65, I need a 95 for my family um, because we have a little bit more trash. Or it might be somebody um, that doesn't have as much trash so they can change their 65 gallon cart to the smaller one. And that second, second section right below that is about those that have the cart service that want to add another 95 gallon cart or 65 gallon cart. So there's additional fees if you add a second cart uh, for that. So I just kind of wanted to clarify um, that those sections are really for those customers, residential customers that have cart service, not dumpster service. In regards to the, um, you know, pricing on um, the fee, for, monthly fee for those single dwelling units uh, that are serviced by uh, dumpsters. Again, um, we had discussed this uh, previously. We've got some unique areas like in the Oriad. And again, you know, the downtown is another one where we have residential customers up above some commercial entities. And it, in those cases, uh, the city is charging the standard solid waste fee, which is the equivalent of that 65 gallon cart. Um, you know, it's, it's not perfect, but the city um, has no way to verify how much trash each one of those, uh, you know, uh, houses uh, that are split into multiple units are, are putting out or um, they're in the Oread. Uh, the, those customers um, are getting some higher level of service in the sense that it's not just their weekly trash. If they did have a clean out of a basement or the attic, they could place larger items into those, those dumpsters, shared dumpsters, and we collect that. There's um, no additional fee to them. A single family home that might set out, you know, their 65 gallon cart and has a big clean out of a basement, um, we would, um, you know, either charge them for the pile of trash they have out there or ask them to rent a roll off container and pay for that. So again, different level of services. Um, there's really no clear way to know that one of those houses is generating just that 35 gallons worth of trash every week or the year. Um, and this is the, the best um, kind of scenario in those unique shared um, locations here in town. Thank you, Kathy. Other questions? Comments? I mean, I, I can see what Mossy's saying, but I'm I'm pretty comfortable with with the ordinance as it as it stands, and you know, obviously we can look at year after year, but I I think um, the way it's set up now is a fair method, and and I feel very comfortable in continuing to do it that way. I agree. And maybe add other comments, motions. Move to adopt on second and final reading ordinance number ninety eight. 93. Second. Those a motion and a second to approve item 6A. I mean, uh, yeah, 6AI. Um, and so all those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes 5 to 0. 
That ends um, consent agenda. We'll now go to public comment. The public is allowed to speak to any items or issues except those scheduled on the consent agenda or the regular agenda portions of the agenda. As a general practice, the commission will not discuss or debate these items, nor will the commission make decisions on items presented during this time. Rather, they'll refer the items to staff for follow-up if necessary. Individuals should address all comments and questions to the commission. Each person will be limited to three minutes. Um, there's also some written communications in the packet. Is any member of the public present like to make um, public comment on something not on the agenda? Go ahead and step forward. You have three minutes. Um, thank you, Mr. Mayor, Ms. Vice Mayor, and City Commissioners. Um, my name is Eric Kirkendall. I'm president of the Old West Lawrence Association, live at 714 Mississippi. And I'm here to talk about the Old West Lawrence traffic safety pilot project. As I think you all know, we've been working with the city for quite a while on this project. We've uh, recently um, started uh, weekly updates and I thought this was a good time to give you one. Um, you've all got a copy of, of a one page uh, update in your package. I also attached a copy of our FAQ. Um, and, and I do, I wanna thank staff. Old West Lawrence has been really impressed by by city staff and how well they've they've worked with us and listened to us and been flexible. This pilot project is a learning experience for all of us. So it's been tough um, and they've been very gracious and generous. Um, so this, the status report, um, which I'll just do the highlights since you have the hard copy, is that we've been sharing documents out on a hard drive, out on Google Drive, and you, some of you have probably seen some. We just set up a website today. You've got a link to it. I also emailed you the link so you can just easily click on it and check these documents and a whole bunch more are in there. Um, we, we, the city, uh, and you may know this, maybe not, this, this, this was a status report to all of our members, so it's gonna tell you stuff, you know, but the city's in their third and final week of data collection, um, volume and, and speed data through the neighborhood. They're gonna have before and after data, and the engineers will be analyzing it. They're, they've already started, complete, complete, completed analyzing it by January. So um, we decided working with the, the city engineers, we'd have an open house in January. And right now it looks like it's gonna be the week of the 16th or the 23rd. That's being scheduled by city staff, not us. So I can't tell you for sure. All West Lawrence is also planning a scientific and unbiased survey of all of our thousand, maybe thousand adults, maybe five, about 550 households. We've got a lot of contention. This has been tough for people. They've had to learn new routes. On the other hand, the streets have a lot less traffic. So there's pros and cons. We'll find out more when we survey people. We're gonna kick the survey off at the time of the open house. So that'll be soon. We're also gonna do a traffic count. Um, one oddity about the divert is, is in some cases, they seem to encourage something that's already endemic in Lawrence, which is uh, running stop signs and um, that kind of behavior. So we're gonna, we're gonna count that. The city uh, doesn't really have the means to do it. So, so we're gonna do it. And then I think it'll help everybody. Um, after January, we understand that um, there may be configuration changes through the data they're collecting now or through our surveys, we may learn places where we need to fine tune the configuration. That is the city needs this fine tune configuration. Um, last but not least, we are 
but we we met with city last week. We understand that city engineers are going to conduct a poll towards the end of this uh, pilot project, which will be sometime in June, to decide whether or not we go on on to a more permanent installation. We're, we're looking forward to that. Um, um, Eric, your three minutes is up. I think we have. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you very much. No. Hi, Commissioners. Uh, good to see you. I apologize for speaking so quickly. I only have a little bit of time, as you know. I'm Kyle Johnson. I live at 7th and Main in Old West Lawrence. This is about the OWL traffic pilot as well. As you know, OWL was selected for the uh, traffic pilot, which aims to reduce speed and cut through traffic. A sizable portion of residents are very unhappy with the pilot's rollout. One resident told me in an email today, I've lived at my house on Mississippi Street since 1985, and I have never seen the residents of this neighbor's neighborhood so upset about anything. Our OWL Facebook group has never been so so active or vitriolic. Neighbors are mad at neighbors and seemingly the only thing most everyone agrees on is the program managers from the city have done a, a poor job communicating throughout the effort. Nine barriers were installed on November 6th in the neighborhood. Many residents, including me, had never even heard of the program. Opinions on the program are all over the place, but it was clear we needed to understand for our neighbors a, a few basic things. Did you know about this in advance? What do you like? What do you dislike? What would you like to do going forward? I announced in our Facebook group that I would create a comprehensive survey available to all residents. Most reactions were strongly in favor of this. A member of the OWL Association reached out. We spoke, and within a few days, the association had approved uh, an initiative for me and another person to craft a survey. However, I quickly did, uh, found out they didn't want me to talk about this effort for at least a week, and then they released some additional information via Facebook. Uh, by the way, of the eight members on the OWL Association or the traffic team from the association, six of them live on only two of our 12 streets. Uh, this is a mess, and we need a more representative, more deliberative body for this process. If the city were to roll out this kind of program in all neighborhoods across the city, it will be a disaster. Um, so, and I'm not an, I'm not against traffic safety. I want to work with anybody who wants traffic safety and reduced speeds. We just need to do it in an appropriate manner. So uh, we've uh, I've formed a much more transparent and open group of citizens who want a neighborhood-wide survey. We've met several times and crafted a pretty solid survey, but that's not enough. In my opinion, the city must form a representative advisory group consisting of at least two residents from each street to weigh in on all decisions going forward, two, fund the marketing and execution of our neighbor-led survey, three, announce a new point person for the project. The person needs to have significant expertise in project management and communications. The Three engineers from the city and JEO are no doubt experts in their field, but they probably aren't professional communicators, marketers, negotiators, etc. Their focus is traffic, not people. We need people to herd the cats, the residents, right? So number four, develop comprehensive timelines and communication plans from the, for the project here on out. It's the responsibility of the city, not the neighborhood association. And finally, five, focus on regular, transparent, and multi-channel communications. Big signs, mailers, social media, email, everywhere from here on out. So thank you in advance. I'll email this to you and uh, look to set up time with each of you going forward. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. Good afternoon. Good evening, commissioners. My name is Steve Lopes. I live at 704 Ohio in Old West Lawrence. I've been a resident of Old West Lawrence for about 40 years. And most of those years I've been engaged in the association. I'm currently on the executive committee serving as treasurer, and I'm also the newsletter editor. Uh, I'd like to request that you ignore the previous testimony 
and listen to the association. We have notified folks as the newsletter editor, we put out a newsletter in August, tipping people off to this project. We leafleted all 625 doors in Old West Lawrence the weekend before the, the the uh, project uh, commenced. Uh, we've maintained communication with our neighbors. I wanna give you a little history about traffic in Old West Lawrence. Uh, when I was president in the late 80s, we had a problem with, with, guess what? Speeding through our neighborhood. So we were the first neighborhood to persuade after several years of effort to have the stop signs that are currently there and to the first neighborhood to have a 25 mile an hour speed limit, which is common now. That was that was revolutionary in the late 80s and early 90s. And for a while it worked, but guess what? Stop signs don't work anymore. The traffic has been a serious problem. We have done survey after survey. We've had this come to our association quarterly meetings. We're concerned about the speeding traffic and the safety of our children in our neighborhood. So we applied for and we're, we're, we're accepted for this grant. And as Eric said, city staff has been amazing. In 1987, 1988, staff was not as collaborative as they are now. And we really appreciate that. This is a pilot project. This is about the safety for our children. And we'd like to continue on and continue to work. And I hope you will allow the association to speak for the neighborhood. We were elected by our neighbors. <clears throat> we keep them informed. We're channel to the to uh, the staff and the elected officials thank you very much Chris, Chris. hi um, this is Chris flowers um, I want to show support for the guy before the last one because I I kind of agree with them I mean these neighborhood associations, um, I don't think they actually represent a good majority of the people. And if so, how many college students were part of the, the neighborhood association? I'm just saying, but I'm here for a different reason. And that is um, this past year, the, the city commission created a government study task force and to look at how we run our government. And that task force came back with a report and it it's basically says how we do things is flawed. They recommended a change. And all I'm asking for tonight is that you discuss how we do choose a mayor. I don't think you should just necessarily follow tradition. I mean, I'm okay if you choose following tradition, but you should say why the tradition works. I wanna hear why the study why the government study task force might have got things wrong. I mean, if tonight isn't a good time to be talking about, I mean, if, if when we choose our mayor isn't a good time to discuss how we choose our mayor, when then when is? I, I think too often you all just pass stuff off to like, um, advisory boards or uh, city staff. I think this is an issue you guys could be discussing yourself tonight. And I think you should. And also I wanna say something else. I ran for city commission this past summer. And what if I, I run a lot harder next time and I finish in the top two? Would you actually want me as the, the face of Lawrence as mayor, because that's what how we do things now is. We're not just voting for the commissioners, we're voting for a mayor. And when uh, we had that census challenge, 
uh, Jennifer Ananda was mayor at the time and she did no trash talking. I would have been trash talking Manhattan, but a lot of people in town, they're not gonna want that. I mean, and here's the thing, does that create a barrier for me if someone might want me as a commissioner, but not as a mayor? They want someone who's gonna be challenging the other commissioners and asking questions, but they don't want someone who's gonna be running their mouth and potentially creating liability for the, the town. So, I mean, that that's one problem um, that we have. And before I said I'd vote for, um, the think again, but I, I wouldn't. I think I would choose, I would look at what is the commission's goal and which one of you all five would be the best at achieving what the commissioner's goals is. Because if you want police reform, I'd make sure that whoever the mayor is, is gonna be for police reform. So just my opinions, thank you. Thank you. Any other member of the public here like to make general public comment? Seeing none, does anyone on Zoom want to make general public comment? If so, raise your hand using the raise your hand feature and Sherry will call upon you. Uh, there's no one on Zoom there. Seeing none, that brings us to the regular agenda. And for those who don't have the agenda, um, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to say a few words as the outgoing mayor, then we'll have a few words from our outgoing commissioners. We will then swear in our new city commissioners, conduct that election of mayor and vice mayor, and then we will um, have a few words from our incoming mayor, and then comments from our new commissioners. So with that, um, I know most of you are not here to, to listen to me. You're here to uh, mainly for our new commissioners, which is very exciting, but this is the part where I get to say a few words as outgoing mayor. So um, you have to listen to me, you know. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'll start by saying it's an, it was an honor to serve as the mayor of Lawrence this past year. I appreciate the citizens' trust in me as well as their support. With COVID and other national issues, it's been a tough year. However, as the presidents love to say in their State of the Union address, the city of Lawrence has had a very good year and the state of our city is strong. But before I get to all the reasons um, we've had a strong year, let me start with a few thank yous. First of all, to all our city staff, all 850 plus city workers who have worked so hard through this pandemic, thank you. You are all on the front line keeping the city running and keeping our citizens safe. We appreciate your effort and dedication, and I look forward to continuing to partner with you as we move into 2022. Thank you all. It's also been a year where we learned of the retirement of some incredible, incredible long-term city staff members. Nationally, they're calling it the great retirement, and I'm happy for each of these employees in their retirement but they will be difficult to replace and they will be missed. Um, from our executive level, IT Director Jim Wisdom, HR Director Lloyd Carnahan, MSO Director Dave Wagner, and Fire Chief Sean Coffey. Not to mention other long-term employees such as Bob Rowell, Lance Flashbalth, David King, Lee Ice, Troy Squire, Danny Moore, John McDonald, Crystal Miles, Lynn Taylor, and I'm sure some others I've been missing. All of those employees had 20 plus years serving our city. 
And it's employees such as these that dedicate their entire professional career to the city of Lawrence that makes this a great place to enjoy life and feel at home. Thank you, each of you, and enjoy your retirement. Although not retiring, I also want to say a few thank yous. Um, first to Major Anthony Brixius and Interim Chief Adam Heffley for serving as our Interim Police Chiefs during this past year. And Adam has a little longer to go. But you've done a great job moving our police department forward and I appreciate all you've done. And of course, I want to welcome our new police chief, Rich Lockhart, who will be starting next month. I look forward to the progress I know you will continue to make in our department. Likewise, and although certainly not retiring, but moving on to help save our planet on a national level, I want to thank Jasmine Moore, our sustainability director, for all she has done for the city and county. Jasmine, obviously there was much, much work left to be done, but you have moved us ahead leaps and bounds and you'll be very hard to replace. But we are happy for you and we're happy that your strengths and your leadership will now be used on the national level. I wanna thank Craig, Diane and Casey, Brandon and the entire executive team for their tireless efforts this last year as you've led us through these unprecedented times. Your work has not gone unnoticed and we appreciate all you've done. I look forward to continue to support you as you lead this great organization forward with the implementation of our strategic plan. Finally, I want to thank my fellow city commissioners for their support that you have given me this past year. I've certainly appreciated serving with three former mayors who have always figured out when I messed up opening public comment or making a motion and were there to correct me. And of course, I certainly want to thank Jennifer Ananda and Stuart Bully for their outstanding service to this community. You have both served through some difficult times, two or three city managers and lots of ups and downs, but you've also helped hire Craig, adopted priority-based budgeting, and worked tirelessly to get the strategic plan in place, along with many, many other accomplishments you should be forever proud of. I look forward to hearing your thoughts in a few moments, but thank you for all you've done the past years. And of course, I'm very excited to serve with our new commissioners, Amber Sellers and Bart Littlejohn. We'll also hear from them soon, but I look forward to getting to know you better and working together in the coming years. With those few thank yous out of the way, um, I'll, I'll just make a few comments on this accomplishments from the past year. Last year when I gave my incoming mayor speech, I focused on the Kansas State motto, ad astra pro aspera, to the stars through difficulty, not to the, to the stars through easy times, and not to the stars through a few bumps in the road, but to the stars through difficulty. And 2021 had its share of difficulties. But I also reflected that our star that we're striving to achieve is our new mission statement. Our mission is to create a community where all enjoy life and feel at home. That is a community where all people, no matter race or color, socioeconomic status or creed, enjoy life and feel at home. That is the star we are continuing to reach for, even through difficult times, and it'll take us to get there. And I think in 2021, we've taken a step closer to reaching that star that mission, we have lots to do, but we're making those steps forward. And one of those steps was moving our strategic plan forward. We had outcomes and commitments, but this year we added strategies and progress indicators. The work the staff did to make this happen in record time was very impressive and thank you for your work. We now know where to go and how to get there. 
which was a major accomplishment. And I can't wait to see us starting to implement those strategies in 2022 and beyond and to measure our success through our progress indicators. If we all, commissioners and staff, and even the community stay focused on the strategic plan, we can certainly reach our stall. We also adopted the downtown master plan and the economic development plan. These are also key plans that will direct us as we move forward to accomplish our economic development goals, including a vibrant downtown and more jobs and more high in pay, high in pay, higher paying jobs. We had a good year on the 2021 economic development front with the construction and the beginning construction of phase three of the KU Innovation Park and US Engineering's new building in Venture Park, plus the opening of Pretzels Inc.'s um, new manufacturing facility, which is already bringing new jobs to the community. We also have the expansion of standard beverage and berry plastics that are well underway, and we look forward to the new jobs they will add in the coming year. Of course, those are large projects, um, but that's on top of all the small and medium-sized businesses that not only survived the pandemic, but have come out stronger, are thriving, and are expanding and hiring. Those small and medium-sized businesses are also the lifeblood of the city, and we continue to look forward to work with them. Of course, plus our great entrepreneurs who have started their own business. Some in the great retirement have decided they want to start their own business, and they're doing that here in Lawrence, and we had a good year on that front. Of course, we always have lots of work to do, but we continue to look forward to working with our partners at the Chamber and at KU Innovation Park. And so I look forward to that continued success next year. I'm also proud we created a budget that continues our priority-based budgeting and started to implement our strategic plan. One of the highlights for me on that budget was the creation of the Housing Initiatives Division in our city. This new division will be focused on working with our community partners in the areas of homeless outreach, emergency sheltering, rapid rehousing, affordable housing, and homeowner and neighborhood assistance. And they're gonna help us reach our very ambitious goal to end chronic homelessness in Lawrence in three years through the use of the Built for Zero model. This is a big goal, but it's a worthy one, and we can accomplish it in partnership with others in the community. I'm also very excited that our budget includes funds to rewrite our development code so that we can implement Plan 2040. The goals of this new code um, will be in part, as, as set forth in, in our um, request for proposals, to identify barriers to the comprehensive plan implementation and to find opportunities to streamline the development review and approval process to the extent feasible to review our code for existing barriers to redevelopment and infill opportunities, and to create regulations that encourage development opportunities. And finally, to promote ongoing coordination between the city of Lawrence and Douglas County in the development and review and approval process in developing urban fringe areas. This last one will be particularly important as we coordinate with the expansion of the SLT in the coming years and the expansion of our city west of that new highway, expanded highway, something we'll surely need to tackle uh, next year. Of course, there are many other accomplishments, uh, such as um, adopting the budget that targets retaining and attracting staff through wage increases for non-union employees, finalizing three multi-year agreements with our valued representative employees, with another one to do next year, we're also moving forward with our new enterprise resource planning system, our new human resources information system, 
We completed the city gate study, which we'll continue to implement in the coming year. We renegotiated the EMS agreement and reviewed and resolved many other agreements with the county and many, many other accomplishments. But I'll stop there and simply say, although ch challenging, 2021 was a very good year for the city of Lawrence. I'm proud of what Craig and our employees have accomplished. And I look forward to working with our new mayor, our new commissioners to accomplish even more next year. Thank you. Now we'll hear from our outgoing commissioners. Go ahead. Thanks, Mayor. Um, I am so lucky in this life. Poverty and trauma shaped my childhood. So by the numbers, I should not be sitting here right now. I should have not have accomplished any of the things I've accomplished. I was a first generation college student who thought I'd already graduated from the school of hard knocks when I came to Lawrence in 2000. I was fortunate to quickly find mentors who inspired me to think outside of the small world I'd carved for myself and see the bigger picture and grow and develop. They saw potential in me that they nourished. The people in this community are compassionate, are motivated to help, intelligent, kind, and most of all, graceful. Grace was a lesson hard learned for me. Where I come from, you win or you're a loser, you do it right or you're a failure. I still struggle when people show me grace when I mess up or when I do something wrong or I show up in the way that I shouldn't. Because where I come from, you don't get second chances. I owe the people of this community so much gratitude because without Lawrence, I would not be who I am today. My service on the commission was an attempt to begin to repay that debt. The year that I had the privilege to be the mayor of this community was the year of the start of unprecedented pandemic. It was the year we all as individuals, communities, and a culture grappled with the difficulty of not only saying that Black Lives Matter, but that we reflect Black Lives Mattering in our actions and our policies. It was a year of objectifying political figures, simultaneously expecting them to be perfect, unaffected deities and to be no better than the shit on the bottom of our shoes. I was not a neighbor, a person with flaws who was a member of the city commission. I was a manifestation of the frustration and anger and fear and pain being experienced by our community. Having a community member throw a brick through my window, calling me things like a man-hating Me Too lesbian, and if I don't do my job, they'll be on me like stink on shit, and trying to get me fired from my day job for not taking their call because of their abusive behaviors. I and other commissioners were the dumping ground for some of those feelings, and I don't share this because I seek pity. I share this because we, Lorenzians, in November, elected two black members of our community to represent us on this city commission. This is incredible. It is reflective of the community I know that we are. In four years, we have gone from the first female majority commission to the first two female openly queer mayors in a row to electing two black members of our community to have a, non, a majority non-white or heterosexual commission for the first time in the history of this city. This needs celebrating. And it also requires that we hold one another accountable for ensuring that we do not let those few who choose to harass and harm those who represent us get away with that behavior without being held accountable. 
Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. But for too long, we have interpreted that to mean that some people can be abuseful, abusive and harmful in the way that they share those opinions. All of the people who engaged in those behaviors against me, whose identities I know, were white men. This follows our political reality on the national level from 2016 to 2020. These kinds of behaviors do not reflect Lawrence, and they do not reflect the direction our strategic plan is taking us. I know that we will help our community members do better and to recognize that women in politics are more likely to experience abuse and harassment, and women of color experience a disproportionate amount of that abuse and harassment. It is our responsibility to ensure that this is not true in our community. Over the past four years, our city has made great strides. I am so proud of bringing Craig Owens in as our city manager of developing our strategic plan that's gonna move us light years ahead of where we are. I challenge the commission to continue the work um, that, that we started, the work of dismantling the criminalization of poverty and police reform that will make our whole city safer. I look forward to exploring the possibility of a directly elected mayor and getting to vote for that possibility. I look forward to the incredible work that I know you all will continue doing. I am grateful for the leadership of Craig. His leadership during the pandemic was fundamental in our community's response, and it was personally very helpful and reassuring as well. I am grateful to Commissioner Larson for taking me under her wing and guiding me the first few years that I was on the commission. And I am certain that you will do the same for all of our new commissioners, and I appreciate that. Commissioner Bully, you showed me what it's like to continue to grow and do better. We've had some interesting and valuable conversations during my time on the commission, and I'm grateful for that opportunity. Commissioner Shipley, Vice Mayor Shipley, sorry. Um, I appreciate your willingness to engage in dialogue and to be open to hearing something in a way that you haven't before. That's a rare and valuable skill. I'm also grateful that I never have to talk to you about sidewalks again. <laughs> Brad, we've both been mayors during the pandemic, and it's not something that most people will be able to say. I appreciate the challenges that you've weathered during your time on the commission and the work that you've done in that space. Thank you. Bart, I am very excited to see your leadership, and I look forward to getting to see what you do on the commission. I remember um, when we left the Black Lives Matter protest in Lawrence last year, and we were walking, and we had a conversation about how you never felt invisible when you were walking, when we were walking together. And that experience was really impactful for me. And knowing that you will never be less invisible in this community from now on, I really admire that you decided to run, and I do wish you the best of luck. Um, Amber, if I could have handpicked a candidate to replace me on the commission, I would have chosen you. Um, so it gives me so much joy to know that you will be on the dais. You have experience that is going to be invaluable for the commissioners and for the commission, and you will continue to move our city forward to a future that is equitable for all. I'm also thankful for my children, Nico and Arvo, who have tolerated hours that I spent campaigning, um, sacrificed their Tuesday evenings, and they were incredibly mature and took care of themselves on Tuesday evenings, and I'm very grateful for that. While I was in meetings, you make me proud every single day to be your mother, and I would, and thank you. 
Willow, I am also grateful that I get to be part of your family and I look forward to finally getting to hang out with all of you on Tuesdays. And finally, I'm thankful to my partner for being an incredible support over the last few years. Beth, you've been an incredible source of strength and a place of refuge when I am weak. I love you. Thank you. Um, first, I'd like to say congratulations to the new commission um, and, and best wishes to you as you begin your work together. I'm really excited about that. As my work here ends, I thank my friends and my family for the support you provided me. It was much needed and is greatly appreciated. I especially like to thank my wife. Thank you to all the city employees for the wonderful work that you've done. I'm so grateful for your dedication and your professionalism. Thank you to the commissioners with whom I've served. We didn't always agree, but our discussions have been amicable. And in that, we have served the community well. A special thanks to Mike Amix, who inspired and encouraged me to take up this work. And to Lisa Larson, who has shared it with me for over six years. And last, thank you to the community for providing me with the opportunity to serve. It's been a wonderful and memorable experience. Thank you. On behalf of the city, we'd like to give each of you a small token of our appreciation. Pretty large token. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks again to Stuart and Jennifer. And we are now going to have the city clerk conduct the swearing in of our newly elected city commissioners. Are we doing that down? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, You three can just stand right there next to each other, if you don't mind. Yes. <laughs> okay. So if you'll just please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I state your name. I am Kansas Sellers. Do solemnly and sincerely Declare, declare and affirm, declare and affirm that I will support the Constitution of the United States. Support the Constitution of the United States and the Constitution of the State of Kansas and the Constitution of the State of Kansas and faithfully discharge the duties of City Commissioner. 
and faithfully discharge the duties of city commissioner for the city of Lawrence, Kansas, for the city of Lawrence, Kansas, during the term for which I was elected for the term for, during the term for which I was elected. And this I do and this I do under the pains and penalties of perjury under the pains and penalties of perjury. Well, they, Amber and Bob, come to join us on the dais. I will say that there were more gifts for Stuart and Jennifer that I did not hand out. So don't leave before I get those to you. I guess. Yeah. Okay. All right. Amber, you join me here? You get to pass out these other gifts today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Well, I have um, one last okay. duty here as the mayor, which is to conduct the election of the new mayor. And because I get to be the one who does that, I am going to go ahead and make the nomination for the mayor, um, for someone who I think will be an excellent mayor. I've enjoyed campaigning with her and serving with her. And, um, you know, I think this city is going to be in great hands with you, Courtney, and I look forward to working with you um, and working with you on the new commission. So I'm going to nominate Courtney Shipley for mayor. Is there a second? A second. A second by Amber. All those in favor, please say aye. 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 Opposed, zero, so it's five to zero. Courtney, you're now mayor. Very good. Uh, thank you, former mayor. <laughs> um, our next order of business is to have an election for vice mayor. Uh, do I have any nominations? I would nominate another great commissioner who's <laughs> a longest serving commissioner now and congratulations. And I will nominate Lisa Lawson. I second. Oh, I'm the mayor. I have to yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ask if someone else seconds. You second it, but that's okay. <laughs> now you just have to have a vote. You like to that. second. <laughs> it is a little unusual. You can second. I second. <laughs> uh, Amber, thank you for seconding. Uh, all those in favor? Aye. Aye. Uh, any opposed? Uh, that passes unanimously. I cannot wait to work with you. 
Um, okay, so uh, thanks everyone. This is for me the most dreaded part is the speech giving part. Um, and I know everyone says they're going to be short and sweet, but I really mean it. <laughs> uh, it is pretty short here. Um, uh, I would also like to share my gratitude with city staff uh, for their work over the year. Um, they continue to provide services under the specter of COVID and their dedication should be the envy of all Kansas municipalities. Uh, I also would like to thank our executive team uh, for their ceaseless efforts to align operations and the budget with our new strategic plan and for consistently cultivating partnerships to solve emergent community issues. Uh, I also want to thank the outgoing commissioners, Jennifer um, and Stuart, for the time and talent they've shared with the community through their service. And I would obviously like to thank uh, Mayor, former Mayor Finkeldy for being a shining example of kindness and stability uh, during your time as mayor. I am elated to embark on a journey with our two new com commissioners, Amber Sellers and Bart Littlejohn. And as I said, looking very forward to working more closely with Vice Mayor Larson and experienced commissioner and former mayor. Um, I'm going to be real short on this part because I don't want to cry, but I would obviously like to thank my family for their support. <laughs> um, so now I'll launch into the part you all care about, which is what are we going to do the next year? Um, uh, there are a number of projects that um, have already been alluded to by farm, former Mayor um, Finkeldy, uh, but we have um, budgeted that we should expect to evolve through the lens of the commitments and the outcomes of the strategic plan, including updating our land development code and the development of neighborhood and area plans. Through our enhanced approach to public engagement, environmental sustainability, and equity and inclusion, I hope to see a level of communication facilitated among neighborhoods and stakeholders never before seen in Lawrence. Some of our plans, such as the Economic Development Strategic Plan, the Downtown Master Plan, and the Climate Action and Adaptation Plan will require ongoing engagement with partners and innovation in order to deliver our strategic outcomes of prosperity and economic security, safety and security, as well as unmistakable identity. We will continue our efforts to align local expectations of public safety resources by continuing engagement with the Community Police Review Board, examining city codes that may disproportionately impact community members experiencing poverty uh, through a community stakeholders group, and there will be a report due in March uh, 2022, um, and implementing, Im implementing the city gate recommendations in cooperation with our new police chief and the Lawrence Police Department. Along with Douglas County, the city of Lawrence remains committed to a built for zero model to address houselessness. In collaboration with more than a dozen community partners, we endeavor to develop short and long-term strategic um, strategies to prevent and end homelessness in our community. The KU Center for Public Partnerships and Research will be providing the city and county with a comprehensive homeless needs assessment in May with an update in January 2022. I hope we're still on track for that. Um, 
to help us direct our resources. While I have confidence in our uh, recovery from COVID-19, uh, we face a few challenges. Uh, in the midst of a national employment crisis, the city finds itself needing to fill a number of important positions. Fortunately, Lawrence stands in good stead to attract talented people from all backgrounds to share our vision and take advantage of our amenities, such as beautiful parks, trails, and cultural institutions like the Lawrence Public Library and the Lawrence Art Center. I also want to remind the city commissioners that during the 2021 budget discussions, city staff expressed concerns about budget sustainability over the next two years. While I generally prefer to remain cautiously optimistic, I also know that this commission is equipped to navigate difficult budget considerations with staff and with the community. In my view, our mission to create a community where all enjoy life and feel at home calls on Lawrence as a community to reckon with historic and systemic injustices. Educating ourselves about Lawrence's legacy of colonization and white supremacy and acknowledging the negative impact they have on the lives of our indigenous black and brown neighbors. Those are steps we can take to show our earnest desire to make Lawrence feel safe for all people. I believe Lawrence is a community is willing not just to return stolen artifacts uh, to the Con Nation um, or having a lynching memorial um, as examples, uh, but is also willing to engage in hard discussions about rematriation of land and reparations. Um, this has undoubtedly been a challenging time in human history, but the people of Lawrence are resilient, innovative, and invested in the welfare of their neighbors. Um, 2022 will present exciting opportunities to join the community in meaningful dialogue that will move us closer to our mission and our vision for Lawrence. So thank you, everyone. Um, and now I think we'd all like to hear from our new commissioners. Um, unless you object, I'll, I'll let Amber go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Mayor Shipley, um, Vice Mayor Larson, to my commissioners here on the dais, and to my family here in here at City Hall, um, virtually, and those who might be uh, watching this later. I. I don't think words can can express the the emotions that I feel right now that I've felt since election night and and moving forward. And so, um, you know, I'm going to keep it as 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 brief as possible. If anyone has seen it, if anyone watched any of the forums during the campaign, um, if I'm not feverishly writing in my notebook for something to say, then um, either way, I'm 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 going to go over. So. Uh, and I don't want to, to, I don't want to labor us any longer than we have been, but I do want to say um, it is an honor to serve and to serve in a different capacity. Um, I've shared with everyone on this journey that as a state employee, um, I serve you in that capacity. And it is, it is with a humbled heart that I serve you um, as your next city commissioner for the next two years. And so um, this is going to be a transformational journey for us. Um, and it's going to take um, the heart and love of a family to get that, to make that happen. And um, 
you are my family, you are an extension of my family, and I want you to keep me accountable just as much as I have kept you accountable um, during my time here. And so um, we're going to get through this and we're going to work. There may be some cussing and fussing, but just as much there's going to be some laughter and we're going to do this together. And I want you to hold me accountable to that because I will hold you accountable to that. And so thank you to everyone who is here, um, to the city staff, um, to my mother and to my niece <laughs> and nephew, one of many um, who came and, and, and made the trip here. Um, to family and friends, um, to my longtime pastor and spiritual support, um, Pastor Barbie, thank you for being here. And um, yeah, these sleeves have been rolled up for a while, so I'm ready to work. Um, I, I might um, ask Bert, to, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll ask Bert to go next, but I will tell you all, I already warned him not to make me cry, so. <laughs> well, I'll try not to do that. I'm going to be short as well. Um, I know we got, we've all got exciting things to do. Um, first of all, I want to thank the folks who were integral to me being here because I did not do this alone. I want to thank my family first and foremost, who are there and uh all around. I want to thank my campaign who are the best and most hardworking folks that I've ever had the opportunity to work with. Melinda, Aaron, and Janella, you are great and so supportive. Uh, additionally, I want to thank our volunteers and anyone else who helped or assisted with our campaign. You made a difference and you got us to this point. Um, also, I want to thank my employer, Pinnacle Technology, who has been so gracious to let me serve Lawrence and uh, on my side gig. That's that's pretty cool. Um, and I want to thank my fellow candidates and uh, all all out there as well, and those who may not even even have voted for me. Um, you helped me to see some of my blind spots, and I hope you will continue to do so f going forward because I'm going to need all the support and we're going to need all the support we can get to go ahead and make this town great. Last, I want to thank Green Keith, Fred C. West, David Logan, Jesse Milan, Caleb Stevens, Basim Janine, Akua Jones, Milton Scott, Courtney Shipley, Amber Sellers, and Dustin Stumbling Bear. I know how hard campaigns are and their courage to serve, run, paved the way for folks like myself and a greater importance to this day that will not be the last. I'm really looking forward to working with my fellow city commissioners and city staff. I feel like we're just widening the circle, which is important to me and I look forward to learning and working with our community as well. I ran because I wanted to help and I believe that we're our best when we work for everyone. This is my town. This is your town. This is our town. Every individual that makes up this beautiful fabric of Lawrence. And I'm gonna to work to my best of my ability for all of you. Thank you. Um, 
Vice Mayor Larson. Well, I don't even I don't even know how to I don't even know how to follow up on that. Those are some really great points. I really appreciate your comments and your joining us us here at the dais here. So first, I do want to um, thank Commissioners Bowling and Nanda for your service um, over the past several years. I really believe the work that you've done along with our fellow commissioners here in several areas has really changed the course of our operations in a positive way and in a manner that I believe uh, represents good government and keeping the needs of our community first. Um, you will be missed. So first, I want to congratulate um, our newest members, um, Commissioners Littlejohn and Commissioner Sellers. I, I really look forward to working with you and learning from you as well as from your lived experience. I'm really looking forward to that. And to Mayor Shipley and Commissioner uh, Finkeldime, thank you for your past service. And I also look forward to continuing our work together. So this historic moment in our commission is truly welcome. And it comes on the heels of having several historic moments on the past three commissions. As alluded to earlier by Commissioner Ananda, in 2015 and 2017, possibly for the first time, we had two female commissioners that served on the same commissions. In 2019, we had three female commissioners, a majority of the commission served on the same commission for the first time, two of which had, a Native, had Native American as well as Hispanic heritage. This recent history of electing more diversity to our commission, in addition to electing the first two black commissioners and our very first black female commissioner just makes this historic moment more inspiring to me. You know, I've always believed that public service is a noble cause. And I wanna thank our employees for their hard work and dedication to our community. I greatly appreciate your service. Oof. That's not supposed to happen. As <laughs> who? So it is an honor that I've been given the opportunity to serve four more years. Um, I do wanna thank my partner, Denise, who's out in the audience for putting up with me and hanging there for four more years. It's gonna be good, I promise. <laughs> and it's, a, it's an honor that I don't take lightly by any stretch. And I accept that it comes with very great responsibility. A responsibility to provide a safeguard for our community members, that we continue to provide good, well-maintained city services, and ensure our spending is in line with our strategic plan in a manner that shows sound fiscal stewardship. As we embark on this new year, as detailed by our uh, commissioner, former mayor and mayor, um, we have many challenges ahead of us. And my focus will be to ensure that we immediately start to address the budgetary challenges from 2021, which was discussed a little bit by mayor, the mayor. I believe it would be short-sighted for us to wait until 2023 or later to begin to address our structurally imbalanced budget. It is important to responsibly close that deficit, the deficit gap and ensure that we maintain the level of investment in our staff, our infrastructure, and continue to develop the relationships with our community partners in impl implementing the built for zero housing model and our housing plan adopted as part of the affordable housing initiative. Closing this deficit gap will require, will require a full evaluation of our programs, 
as well as our program needs, including the prospect of eliminating and or reducing some services. Our budget challenges, coupled with the enormous Enormous expenditure responsibilities such as farmland remediation at an estimated 50 to 40 to 70 million dollars to more than 50 million dollars of improvements needed at our outdated Call River wastewater treatment facility, as well as our main our maintenance and stormwater obligations, makes for a very cha very challenging time for our community. The recent passing of federal legislation that will provide infrastructure funding to states and subsequently to cities like Lawrence will help if we receive if we receive the money it's my expectation that any new monies received be used to address our current state of financial affairs and enhance existing programs that have needed greater financial support I do not believe these monies should be used to develop new programs or spent on projects that are not part of our current statutory responsibility I believe it would be short-sighted to take on any new endeavors until we get our own house in order. And we work to properly fund the current programs that help community members live a better, more equitable life. I believe every challenge comes with an opportunity that will make our community better. It will force us to think beyond the norm and that we make programs more efficient and work better for our community. I'm up for the challenge and will continue to work to implement policies that take us in this very direction. I'm ready to continue this work for our community and thank you for giving me the opportunity. Uh, great, thank you everyone. Um, uh, next we move on to commission items. If there are any commission items. Uh, normally uh, in this situation we might unload our great list of things that we want to start talking about with each other. Um, that, that would certainly be a, an option for you today, or you could wait till next week. Is there anything anyone wants to discuss in commission items? I've already said enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seeing none, uh, let's move on to the city manager's report. Craig, do you have anything for us? Uh, before you are three, uh, uh, pretty standard um, agenda item updates. Uh, happy to answer any questions as those. Before I do that, I just want to welcome the two new members and say that um, anybody here could uh, has to be inspired by what we just heard. And I'm very excited to be working with you all. And welcome. Thank you. Any questions on uh, city manager's report? And this is a public comment item. So if not, I will open it to public comment. Uh, I don't see anyone in the audience. Is there anyone on, online, Sherry, who's like would like to make public comment? Uh, yes, Eric Hyde. Um, okay. Hello? Can you hear me? We can hear right. you. My name, is, my name is Eric Hyde. I'm not going to yell at you guys. Um, I know you're trying to do the right thing. I know you think your identities are important. Your separate identities are important. But you need to start thinking human identity. And by the way, uh, the man on the left of the video, who is a park advisory board committee member, did not clean up Naismith Park like I have been cleaning up Naismith Park. So, 
Yeah. I just want to tell sorry, you. Here. No, do not silence me. I have a freedom of speech. Uh, could you, um, if you could, Eric, I appreciate that. Could you try to discuss the items with the senator's report since we already you did. You don't get to comment. tell me what to say and what not to say. I am a member of the public. I've been trying to help you guys. I'm going to calm down. You need to pay me $2,000 for the help I have done to Naismith Park. All right? Or you need to give me a, an award. This town is being overrun by communists. I know you're all trying to do the right thing. You need to stop your separate identity politics and embrace all people and embrace freedom of speech. You need to embrace the United States and the Kansas Constitution. Read those. Thank Stop you, trying Eric. to make yourselves look better. Thank you, Stop I appreciate it. it. Don't silence me. Is there anyone else you online? You are despicable. You are thieves. You are stealing money from the public. You need to stop being left and go right. Right is human politics. You need to stop with your identity politics. There's no other comment. Oh, man. you cannot mute me. You cannot mute me. Thank that you again. Is, you are silencing my freedom of speech. You are silencing me. Do not silence me. All right. You guys are despicable. Thank you again, Eric. Um, uh, seeing no other further comment, um, we can move on to the calendar items. Um, is, are there any items that need to be added that any commissioners are aware of or have questions about the things that are on there? Nope. Um, I, I do. I, I saw a couple items on there that were the duties of the previous commissioners. Or so, oh, the boards and commissions. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, Craig, when will we discuss that next week or the week after when we divvy up our responsibilities among ourselves? Um, it, that's really more up to your discretion. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll, we can work that out and get it on the next agenda or the agenda after. Is it traditional to, I mean, by now it's December. It's um, most of the, those boards are done, but I would we would want to be in position for January first. Usually, the first of the year, first meeting of the year. Okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, any other questions about the calendar? And with that excitement, um, <laughs> I would take any motions to adjourn. Moved to adjourn. I would second. Art Little John. Uh, moved and seconded. All those in favor? Aye. 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 Good job, everyone. Welcome. It's going to be fun. It will.